This show is part of the Planetside Podcast Network. For more information, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. And thank you for listening. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, where we discuss topics we believe require some critical and nuanced thinking. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at saythiscast at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at saythiscast, and go to saythiscast.com to hear previous episodes. So let's say you're in a rowboat with three strangers and you start taking in water. By the time you identify the small finger-shaped hole, you're about halfway sunken into the sea and you're trying to figure out what to do, but you don't have much time. So you take your finger, thinking quickly, and stick it into the hole. This stops you successfully from taking in more water. You three are pondering what you'll do about the leak when suddenly you realize, hey, you can start shoveling water out of the boat right now and you'll probably stop being halfway sunken into the sea. So one dude picks a bucket up and starts throwing water out of the boat. And eventually you start rising up back onto the water's surface. You're all feeling pretty relieved when the other guy says, hey, we're about halfway back onto the sea by now. Think you can take your finger out of the hole confused you say well we're not all the way out of the water yet and what's more we don't have a way to plug the hole yet and he says no i think we're fine you think about it for another two seconds you say that makes sense and so you pull your finger out of the hole you start taking on water immediately this time more than the last time for some reason and you all sink to your deaths Maybe I shouldn't have to say this, but this is what will happen if we come out of quarantine right now. Hello, party people, sheltering in place, folks. Damn well better be. Mm-hmm. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, the podcast where we talk about stuff and things like um, how to survive as a species. I'm Nicole, and I'm joined here today by my co-host, John. John. There we there go. You go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how to survive as a species. This is going to get intense. We're doing another episode about coronavirus, and I know you're tired of hearing about it, but I'm not tired of fucking talking about it, so. <laughs> it's important. When we're recording this, Donaldo Trumpeter just announced, um, I believe, his plans to reopen the uh, U.S. economy very soon. And by reopened, he means he's going to suspend aid to the states and let the states try to do whatever they want to as individual actors. Like, we don't belong to a union that we pay a lot of money into and have resources like we don't pay into a union for instances specifically like this so suffice it to say it's a shit show and i think that there's a lot of conversation and speculation about what we need to do as a species in order to get a handle on coronavirus and a lot of that nasty ugly word we can't do that 
some people say. You know, I'm just looking at this. You know what the, the actual guideline plan is called? Please do. Opening up America again. I hate the bastard. He also held up the stimulus check so he could print his disgusting face on it. I hate the fucker. I, I, like, I was looking, I was like, opening up America again. And I was like, that's not grammatically good. And then I realized, oh. It's MAGA. It's, it's brand synergy. It's just MAGA. It's Excellent. branding. Yeah. Excellent. So um, what do we need to do as a species in order to survive, both like economically and also just like, you know, as a species? It's actually pretty fucking simple. I'm going to lay it out for you right now. Can't wait. People need to stay home. All work that can be completed from home needs to be completed from home until further notice, until there's a vaccine and the numbers are below a certain threshold. The fact of the matter is that we're fighting a viral disease that we don't know that much about, and the period of time that you are the most uh, able to transmit the disease is also before you start exhibiting symptoms. It's a bad mix. For the listener, in case you haven't heard this, the way that sickness works, your body, when you have the symptoms, that means that your body is fighting it, which means that the amount of whatever you have is like comparably lower than when you first had it, but your body wasn't really fighting it yet. It was just free floating around you, just multiplying, multiplying. And, your, and your body's like, what are we doing here? And by the time it figures it out and starts attacking it, you've already spread it to all your friends and family. Yeah, and the bad feeling that you get, the not being able to breathe, the fever, a lot of that is your body fighting it. Yeah, that's one of the worst things about COVID. It's about any disease, really. Well, yeah, but the fact that your body is fighting it in your lungs. Yeah. The process of fighting it actually shreds the cells in your lungs. Yep. Pretty much. So. So it's just a matter of fact that there are two options for the human species at this point. We all have to stay home and never meet each other ever again. Or we need to figure out testing, like a lot of testing, like probably millions and millions and millions of tests need to be produced and distributed so that every American or every American with an essential job or that needs to be on site and not at home can be tested once a week. That's right. That's it. Super simple. To reduce the amount of tests needed, you reduce the amount of workers that need to be out and about. You expand sick leave. So if you're sick, go home. We suspend the idea of bills and utilities and such until we can reach a point where most people can go back to work. So we don't have a ton of people becoming homeless during a pandemic because that also makes the problem of the virus itself worse. In the workplace, there needs to be masks available and disinfectants. And to some degree, that's already happening. There are food production lines that are having to close down, even though they disinfect the entire line and don't allow anybody to congregate at all. Yeah. They do this every hour and they still can't contain the problem and are having to shut down for like several weeks. The fact of the matter is that you just need to test people every single week. You just need to test people just in general so we can learn more about the, the, 
damn virus, but to but testing every week is something that we have to do just like you said to just keep going. Yeah, in order to open up the economy, you have to test people who have to go into work. You need to broaden the amount of people working from home, which means trying to invest in some fucking internet infrastructure. We've talked about the way that internet is structured in this country and why it's hot bullshit. You Literally the first episode. Yeah, it's our first episode. You can go listen to that. But now would be the time to invest deeply in a proper internet infrastructure, sick leave, trying to figure out how we can make it easier for corporations and the people or businesses in general and the people who work for those businesses to work from home. We need to alleviate the problem of not being able to pay for utilities, probably alleviate the problem of not being able to pay rent. And we probably need to figure out some way in order to ensure that everybody can get food on their table or else we'll have people starving. And not just alleviate rent, meaning push it off, meaning just freeze it, alleviating rent. Yeah. That's, yeah. No rent, no mortgage, no water bill, no utilities. All of these things need to be taken care of. Federal and state governments need to work in conjunction with private entities in order to ensure that these services can be given freely to the American public for the foreseeable future. I'm not even making a socialist argument here. It would behoove capitalists to do this, or else they will lose the capacity in order to make money after the ship blows over. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is that testing, no matter how many tests we get out the door and they're nowhere near enough, we need to be able to get everybody into the healthcare system. Treatment needs to be free. There needs to be regulations against incentivizing people for going to work if they believe that they might be sick. There needs to be free testing, free treatment. Everything regarding our attempts in order to combat this thing needs to be extraordinarily aggressive and probably deal with like unprecedented measures by the federal government. I mean, it's scary. However, the alternative is death. Yeah. Death of millions of people. Yeah. Like we've we've only had like a few hundred we're going to have like a few hundred thousand and that's with everybody staying at home. The fact of the matter is that the longer that we don't have these test kits out, the longer we ensure that we can't go back to business as whatever the new normal will be. The fact of the matter is that everybody who works outside of their home needs to be tested every week. I mean, I keep saying it because it's still so, the, the baseline of of all of the rest of the shit that is to come. Any plan that doesn't include getting everybody in to get tested once a week who has to be outside of their home, and every plan that says you're on your own for the cost of treatment or testing is an incomplete test. Let me tell you, just real quick, with everything working properly as it should in the Affordable Care Act, there'd still be 30 million Americans who would be uninsured. If Joe Biden became president and we did the Affordable Care Act and everybody was getting tested once a week, except for those uninsured people, one of them would catch COVID and the entire country would relapse. It's that easy. China, a country that is supremely better equipped to deal with this type of uh, situation just because it's authoritarian and they don't really care about your rights to your personal autonomy. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> they don't give a shit about that. And they're still having relapses after the fact. 
because it's really hard to keep track of and it's really hard to get people tested in aggressively enough. Um, fuck me. What? Do you lose the thread? No. It's just we're so fucked. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Your- All right. Uh, fuck, what was I saying? I don't know, but I, w- I would say that, yeah, it's supremely insane the way that we have to take care of this, the way that we have been. The, it's beyond, it's beyond the pale. Like, yeah. nobody could have thought that, th- I mean, clearly nobody thought because countries are not funding the WHO, countries aren't funding pandemic relief or anything. Like, this is not something that was on anybody's radar. And this is now just, it's happening. And it's happening fast. And it's happening yeah. to everybody. But intelligence organizations knew about this. It was just yeah. governments who are becoming more and more reactionary, who exactly. didn't feel like they wanted to take the cash expenditure to try and change lives. Another thing that we would have to do is actively work with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Because this is a worldwide problem. This is a global pandemic. So if you really want to save the maximum amount of lives from this disease that means that we have to work with europe we have to work with asian countries we have to work with i guess australia we (laughs) we have to work with africa we have to work the whole world or else like they're going to be testing people and then sending them to antarctica that's it yeah and then they're gonna miss someone and that's gonna be infected too so I thought it'd be cute if we did a best case scenario for handling COVID in this country and reopening. Cute. Yeah. Let's let's do that. Okay. Let's be cute. From today, whenever you're listening to this, we need to close for like a month and a half. Just close. Freeze rent. It's not occurring. Freeze utilities. Nationalize the healthcare system so that we can reroute resources from one place to another as we need to, not by individual hospitals or states trying to bargain to see if they can get some ventilators over here or ventilators over here. We federalize it, and then we get some sort of dumb fuck computer algorithm to figure out the need when when states will be peaking and then we reroute resources to that area when flare-ups happen so that they have the medical resources in order to handle the flare-ups the virus works its way through the population the federal government works in conjunction with private corporations in order to get companies doing similar manufacturing to switch over completely to manufacturing test kits Those test kits are then distributed by the same algorithm to the places that are going to need them fastest. And then a portion of those tests is specifically held aside for the food production industry. So private corporations can buy test kits so that they can test every single worker that they have in their factory or their fields once a week so we can secure the food supply line. Because that is a big risk that we're facing right now that's right um once we have test kit production at around a few million units a day and we're processing those test kits at a clip 
less than a week turnaround at the minimum, hopefully about like a couple of days, maybe one day, there is a test kit currently available that cannot be produced quickly because of supply chain issues that can turn around in 15 minutes. Jesus. Steal the patent, get everybody manufacturing it, and distribute those as they get needed. Within a couple of weeks, we know everybody almost in the country who has COVID-19 because everybody is compelled to get tested or to face punishments. Also, we stop imprisoning people. We give them an ankle bracelet and send them home and monitor the situation because prisons are also a breeding ground for this and people do get freed from prison. Yeah, just they just let him go like it was nothing because it was nothing. Mm hmm. And also, if you really need to throw if you need to throw somebody in jail rather than do that, house arrest. It's a thing for a reason. This isn't necessarily the reason. However, sending more people into the prison system to get COVID and to spread it around and, and increase overcrowding is not the correct thing to do right now. We need as many people staying at home, and that includes, and that includes people who are guilty of committing crimes. So that's part of it. We then increase sick leave protections, and we figure out a way to mandate that corporations allow their guardians of children a little bit more flexibility about raising the fucking kids. But eventually, after a couple of weeks, maybe about a month, we start to get a much better picture of all of the people who have COVID and everybody who's gotten COVID and gotten better. We even know if the antibodies stay in the body or if they start to disappear. So we have information like we haven't had before a number of ways. Now we can think about how we start getting more of the population back into the workplace. We start with businesses which really need people on site to operate correctly. No retail stores that don't need to be open. But nonetheless, we start getting people back to work. It starts slowly. Every business is compelled to provide masks for every individual they have working there. Or, you know, shit, there's a census and we need people to fill out the census. Wouldn't it be a cute and fun idea if the federal government said, if you fill out your census, we're going to send you a mask for each person in your household? Hmm. Fancy that. Everybody gets a mask and you get the information that you fucking need. So everybody gets one reusable mask. Everybody in the workplace is required to wear a mask or be in a room. Every office building, everything is an individual office. Cubicles are cleared out. Conference rooms belong to one person. As much as possible, people are distanced and they do not meet. But if they do meet, masks. Temperature taking at the door. Testing of that staff on site every single week. But still, the majority of the work population at home. About a month or two later, you start to see that the cases of COVID-19, the new cases, are starting to low. Hospital or hospitalizations are lowering. Death rate lowering. You don't let up. You keep on with these aggressive measures in order to keep the population and the uh, rate of COVID infection down to a minimum. You do this for a while. For the next year, until we have a vaccine, year at the minimum, we keep doing this. 
Maybe we let a few more people into the workplace. Maybe we don't. Maybe we relapse a little bit and we have to backslide a bit. But we have the general infrastructure in order to handle that because the federal government is now doing rationing of food. You can still go and buy food, yes, but every individual who is sheltering in place gets a box of something something so you know that you're handled. The food supply, secure. All these things are happening. We're moving in the correct direction. Then you get to the point, the vital point when the vaccine is available. The national government utilizes everything in their fucking power to get that produced at a massive rate. And then it's free for everybody to get. Everybody is vaccinated unilaterally. It is compulsory. It does not matter what your religious fucking shit says. Fuck you. Eat shit. Get the vaccine or like live in a compound. That's it. Um, And then within a couple of years, we're all washing our hands and wearing masks masks in public. But we can all be outside. That's the timeline. That's the only one that makes sense. And everybody is still on the fucking nationalized healthcare system. I would like to add some stuff to that, if I could. Go ahead. Okay, one, in the first steps that you were that you were describing, the federal government makes a law saying all medication costs what it cost three weeks prior as of the law signing. So people can't ramp up the, the price and get that locked in. And then if there are life-saving drugs, penicillin and insulin, things like that, those are lowered to at cost three weeks prior or a month prior. So they don't have any way to raise the, the rates. That way, everybody who needs their medication can get their medication. Some medications will be lowered as much as possible so they so everybody can afford it and this is in also in conjunction with the nationalized healthcare so not only does everybody get their medication then the government isn't paying stupid high rates for said medication which would save money the other thing that I would say is when you were talking about reopening stores and only reopening stores that are needed, this is something that I've been thinking about um, when I saw uh, some tweets and some pictures of uh, at Home Depot, there are racks with seeds and and gardening tools are taped up. You can't buy those things. That is insane. Yeah. If you can grow your own food, let people grow their own goddamn food. They just aren't thinking. They think that the grocery stores will continue to provide food to people, and that's a big question mark in reality. The other thing is, people need things to do. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't just say, oh, this uh this yarn store can't be open. Like if there's just one person in there or something, let people in slowly. But you people needs things to do. You can't just tell people to stay home and then just say, watch TV or something. That's that's crazy, especially if they, again, don't have the Internet and they don't have computers fast enough. Like you can't supply these things. Let people grow flowers. Let people garden. Let people do small 
construction things in their home. They have to be able to do something to take up their time or else they'll go nuts. The extroverts are, are going nuts now. <laughs> if you know an extrovert right now, they're going crazy. Go check up on them because they'll need it. So we need to have, I'm not saying like game stores are now like needed industries or something. I'm saying people need things to do. Yeah. Like take it from someone that has to stay home all the time. You need something to keep your mind occupied or else you are going to start seeing multiple cases, like millions of cases of depression, of anxiety, lots of different kinds of mental issues. Also, the government needs to massively fund uh, crisis hotlines. Massively. Yeah. There should be crisis hotlines open all the time. There should be uh, 911 centers that are safe for people to operate or figure out different buildings where, where people can operate 911 centers because there is a spike in domestic abuse. And that is going to happen if everybody's forced to stay home. Chicago has had that problem, and there's just been a major initiative to both fund our hotlines and also in order to get people, like, there's a big project in conjunction with Uber in order to get people rides to uh, specified locations, even throughout the pandemic with a special code. It's good shit, and it needs to be expanded to other states right. because shit is rough. It's just going to get rougher. <sighs> I mean, it, it, that's that's one thing that the government, that people in charge don't really think about because maybe most of them don't really think about mental health. This is going to be screwing with a lot of people. Their lives are upturned. Everybody is going through some shit. Like I said, I have to stay home all the time because of my disability. It's affecting me. My life has not really changed. <laughs> and I'm all, I'm also stressed out about this because life in general is different and it changed so rapidly that that people are it takes a bit to People to are get mourning the loss They're, of exactly, their lives before. Exactly. They're grieving and this the, this the mental health this is a men this can be thought of as a mental health emergency uh because it's going to literally affect the entire country everybody that has to shelter in place and they don't know when it's going to stop and they don't know even if they get food delivered if the delivery person has it and they'll bring it into the home or something like that we need support we need support for people that need it not just physical health, mental health as well. Yeah, I agree. I uh, miss the uh, medication thing. Um, yeah. In terms of stores, my like my idea throughout this has been like people should probably be ordering stuff in if they can. For Home Depot, which is open anyways, I don't understand why people can't buy seeds. Specifically, when our food when our food supply is like 
in yeah, major that, jeopardy that blows my mind honestly it, this can't be stated enough i have intimate knowledge of the machinations of the food production industry and this is a massive disruption specifically with border control trying to clamp down on mexicans coming oh, over the Jesus. fucking border yeah. we're not going to have fruit like we did last year um, in California, specifically also because California is having a ton of rates and the Mexicans don't want to come up here and die of COVID mm-hmm. anyways. But like, and that's even without us trying to stop them at the border and throw them into the, the detention centers. So like, there's just a lot of stuff that that's, this is, this has a lot of moving parts and you, it's like really simple. There's not that much. Was my timeline that complicated? No. No, because none of this is complicated, but it needs like major, it just takes a little bit of effort. And the other thing is, I'm a socialist. I'm probably more than a socialist. However, none of what I'm talking about is antithetical to capitalism, because capitalism at the end of the day is interested in the profit motives. And if everybody does, you're not going to make any money. Or if everybody's too (laughs) fucking depressed to leave their houses after you reopen because their entire families are dead, that'll also affect your mental health yeah Ooh-woo. and don't don't make exceptions for funerals or for places of worship or something stop it stop stop no that's no stop it just because you're a church doesn't mean you're you can pack people in and the power of jesus isn't going to protect you from covid yeah the 10 people or less thing is um good the what is that the in our state funerals had to be 10 people or less that is very good and i think that that's a little bit pushing it but at the same time we're gonna have one health crisis which is viral and then we're gonna have like an uptick of suicide so something needs to be done people have to say bye to their loved ones i don't know i mean that 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 is a really good point um having like being able to do a, a small funeral like without a procession or something like you just go to the to the graveyard or wherever they're going to do things maybe hey how about this maybe state or or federal government can help pay for cremations that's true because they can cost money funerals cost money if you have a if you just have a cremation also People are dying at a rate that the coroner's office can't process bodies very quickly and won't produce death certificates, which means that even for people with life insurance, they can't get the policy fulfilled. And so that means that they can't bury their loved ones. I've read a lot of posts from people who are like, yeah, so like I had to bury my dad in a pauper's grave because he was in prison and he died and they released the body, but they still haven't released the death certificate, which means that I can't. I can't afford a a proper burial for the dude. And I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when you have a mass fucking death. Yeah. So I believe there's there's a there's a larger city in France that had to convert a an ice an ice rink to a morgue. Because there were so many. Yeah, we so just deaths. yeah. In Chicago, we just got a um building uh repurposed for the purpose of like being a makeshift morgue and it can fit 1500 people jesus and that's in addition to the uh extra 120 that we had in refrigerated rvs in new york they parked a medical vessel 
the size like a a navy vessel with thousands of beds for people there are now tons of trucks room for about 2000 bodies in uh refrigerated trucks in like fucking new york it's it's wild it's it's I, and and honestly, uh, it's so everybody, it, it, it is, it is. And honestly, everybody, uh, we know this is this is always stuff to think about. And we're talking about some stuff that is very hard to take in. Like we said, we know you're grieving about basically the life that you had uh, because we're all in the same place. But until we actually start opening our eyes and seeing like the what reality we are in we need to contend with the fact there are certain things that didn't seem doable before this that like still probably aren't super practical however it's the only way that we survive is it highly practical that we try and step in and figure out how we can operate all of these essential functions without charging people up front no is it highly uh, practical that we open businesses and we repurpose entire rooms in order to be like one motherfucker's office because we can't afford to have multiple people on one floor? No. Is it safer? Yes. Does it make sense considering the alternative? Yes. It's just how it's going to be. It's going it, to it's not how it's going to be, but it needs to be that way. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean that's just is that what it a, has to. This is that's a, just what has to happen. A unmitigated disaster if we don't do some of the things that I was talking about, and I was giving a best case scenario. However, motherfucker, if we let people go out and drink during coronavirus, if we let nightlife open back on, it's <sighs> over. Jesus, nightlife yeah. probably has to be um like banned. Just federally regulated out of existence or three people in a bar at once mm -hmm. for several years straight up also we need to increase uh wait staff minimum wage to actual minimum wage instead of like three dollars an hour or whatever it is right now yeah people can't make it on tips right now yeah um we can't all afford to keep tipping because it if this continues like it is and like it should be and us keeping inside, there's going to be less money, like free floating money going around. So even like your DoorDash or your Grubhub or whatever, you're you're going to have to start tipping less and less so you can pay for the food. Yeah. <sighs> so. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to be cute. I mean, I think I was cute. I gave the best case scenario, which will never happen in a million years. No. But if half of that shit happened, like yeah. we'd we'd negate this disaster at the bare minimum. We need to give people a place over their head and food in their bellies. We need to cover people's essentials right That's now. That's right. And we need to. God damn, we need to expand sick leave. Oh, jeez, Yeah. It's such we a big do. deal. Even yeah. when we go back to work, it's going to be such somebody has a cough. They need to stay home. Yeah. They people. You know what? People are just going to freak out if you start coughing. Yeah. Like you might get jumped. Yep. 
Did you know that gun sales rose like as soon as coronavirus started happening and people started taking it seriously? So like, you know, because they're like, if you get too close to me, I'm gonna shoot you. Honestly, honestly, living in the neighborhood that I live in, they got all these fucking rich people who are like wild and dumb. (laughs) And they be running right past you when you're walking the dog or just like very, very, very like just don't give a fuck about getting in your space Jesus. even now and i'm like i'm not even particularly like personally a gun person i support the second amendment however i want a gun just to brandish it at a motherfucker who runs too close to me because i've gotten jostled by motherfuckers since this shit started like <laughs> so many times walking my dog and i'm like motherfucker i could die fuck you brandish it i love it you want to brandish it that's that's some that's some choice vocab right there i mean that's the legal terminology for the crime that i would be committing it's true it's true (sighs) anyways that's all i got yeah the, the this is the the last thing i'll say is i've always i've always had the belief that humans as a species are pretty much capable of anything we set our minds to. We can we can do so much if we have the will and if we have the resources. That's it. Not not the money, not the power or anything, the will to do it and the resources to build it. And we have those. We have the resources. We just need to have the will. We to also use have them. the money. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like the reason I'm, money's made up. So, you know, but um, we also like literally just have the money. There's enough. There's enough resources in this country adhering strictly to a capitalist mindset, because I've talked to this with many capitalist economists. I really have. I really, really have. There are like really about 10 economically sound positions that I would support as a socialist that would bring us closer to like having a reasonable outcome than what we are doing right now. And it is not unprecedented. We have done crazier shit during war times. World War II, when we needed to manufacture fucking guns like gangbusters, when we needed women out of the kitchen and into the factories, we all that did shit it. got done. Yeah. We did it because and it was fine. Yeah. And it and you know what happened? The greatest expansion of personal wealth in in the country. Yep. This is where boomers came from. Mm-hmm. This is why that if we actually had the will to do this, to actually fix things and we could do it humans can do that it's it's within our power that this is this is our superpower as as human beings with our huge brains we can think our way out of any problem given the resources the time and the will anything it's we not can do it's anything. not even that hard like, it's not for as for as little respect as I have for private corporations. Private corporations are actually like pretty much chomping at the bit, but they need federal leadership. They need somebody. They need a big daddy figure to tell them what to do, or else yeah. they can't. Or they can't tell their shareholders to fuck off and let them do the thing that doesn't make any sense. Well, plus you need to coordinate too. You can't just have different corporations just going off on their own. 
And that's what we have currently, and it's not working. We need a coordinated effort. And instead, we have a federal government that is trying to bulldoze others, bulldoze individual actors into trying to driving up prices for fucking everything just so we can try and survive as a species. And this is, again, not the survival of the country, the survival of the species. That's right. So that's all I got to say. I need one moment to let my dog run. (laughs) And then we can move on to the next section. All right. All right. After that heavy ass conversation... (laughs) Let's let's make things a little lighter and not talk about any uh, any Corvid anything. Um, so, Nicole, what is bringing you life this week? Two games, Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. I've been playing the shit out of both and both are very good. They make me feel warm and fuzzy. And also in um, Final Fantasy VII, you're in a city, Midgar. And you can brush up against people and like you're in close, confined spaces with like people, human beings. And I'm like, wow, I'm living vicariously through cloud. Oh, no. <laughs> Remember when I used to live in a city where I could like be in a place where it wasn't just me? I haven't hugged another human being in like a month and a half. Oh, Jesus. I need physical touch, man. That's everybody that's just i'm sorry it got sad again also animal crossing is a good game (laughs) i just got a basement which means that my house is done and now i just have to pay two million five hundred bells to pay off the last um loan only i'm never gonna do it because the fucker extended me credit and he 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 ain't gonna nut up on me so what you gonna fucking do, Tom Nook? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> Catch me outside, motherfucker. I'll beat your ass. <laughs> Are you also, really? You're calling out Tom Nook? Yep. Also, right. yeah, because I gotta... Also, I spent, no shit, four hours trying to catch a snapping turtle. And I've caught two now. And now mm-hmm. one lives in my basement, and he's a crime boss, and he's going to do crime things in my village. Anyways, that's it. I'm down with that. That's awesome. So... What's up with you, genre? What's making you happy this week? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, a few days ago, <laughs> my mom sent me a video and of this guy of this guy singing uh a social distancing song. And then I looked at his YouTube channel and just like st- fell down a rabbit hole because apparently there is a cottages industry of church choir comedy i'm not sure i understand it's like uh like dude is making videos of oh this is when the worship leader has to wear a mask during during service (laughs) like gospel gospel choir comedy videos dude is hilarious uh and this is (laughs) So I was watching his videos because I had I was like up. I couldn't sleep. So I was just going through his videos like and then the algorithm says, why don't you watch this guy? And it's another guy doing doing this kind of humor, too. I didn't know this existed. Anyway, 
I'm going to play this a little bit for you because you have to experience it for yourself. Kevon Carter, Social Distancing. And it it's a four-minute song. I was only I'm only able to play like a little bit for you. But um his YouTube and his Twitter are going to be in the show notes. So give him a follow. Check out what he's doing. Uh, because he has another social distancing song and a bunch of really funny stuff. Um, I've been listening to this song like at least once a day because it's just so uplifting <laughs> and so happy. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening to I Shouldn't Have to Say This. Uh, if you want to learn more about today's topic, like I said, we're going to have a couple links in the description um, about where you can get some of the music that we play and where you can find apparently church comedy and other information like where we're on the internet and stuff. If you have any thoughts or opinions or suggestions or whatever, you can email us at saythiscast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at saythiscast. Uh, sometimes me or Nicole are on there causing trouble. Uh, you can go to saythiscast.com and listen to previous episodes. And remember, uh, we put out our episodes on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. If you want to support the show, there are a couple ways you can do that. We have a, was it coffee? All right. It's yeah, ko-fi.com slash say this cast. If you want to give us like a, a one-time donation, just help us keep the lights on and- Buy us a coffee. Buy us a coffee. Yeah, buy us a drink. Buy us a whatever. I mean, out of coffee, no one's going out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> buy us, uh, buy us some seeds so we can grow our own coffee. <laughs> I don't know. Some primo there you go. porn. They- <laughs> <laughs> buy us one porno. Thank you. I mean, we don't have to. Pornhub made made uh, made their service free. Did you not know that? No, I've been a good Lies. Girl. Lies. <laughs> so you can go to coffee.com. That's K-O-F-I-E dot 
ko-fi.com slash say this cast if you want to give us some money just to help us pay for hosting and all that stuff uh if you want to help us out uh regularly we have a patreon and if you go to patreon.com slash say this cast we have different levels that you can go for five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars uh if you contribute then we can give you access to the show early we are planning on making uh additional podcasts just for our patrons and if you want to go to a certain level then we will thank you or we will say whatever you'd like at the end of the show within reason some reason dicks that's the that god damn it nicole (laughs) (laughs) just tell just tell me twitter god jesus christ You can find me on Twitter at Jack of Three Trades. That's three is in the number, and I'll say anything. Yeah, absolutely it's, anything. It's true. It's true. Um, just for free, really, really. I have to keep her away from the email. <laughs> if I think it's funny, if you think it's fu- if I think it's funny, oh, I'll say it. God damn it! <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Press Start Lock on on there you can follow me on twitch press start marlock um twice a week i have a political chat tuesdays at 11 p.m and 3 p.m on fridays is eastern standard time uh if you want to come hang out it's a good time so that is press start marlock on twitch all of our music is from mustin if you want to hear especially our awesome theme song uh you can go to store.mustinenterprises.com that is m-u-s-t-i-n i shouldn't have to say this is a member of the planetside podcast network planetsidepodcast.com And this is, again, not the survival of the country, the survival of the species. That's right. So that's all I got to say. I need one moment to let my dog run. (laughs) And then we can move on to the next section. All right. Leaving this in. Totally leaving this in. I'm never talking about coronavirus on this um, (laughs) podcast ever again. You shouldn't have to say this, and you're not going to. Also, also, cute singing. Thanks. (laughs) 